Uh, we pick up with Daf uh, 22, that is Chaf uh, Bet at the very top. Uh, we quote the Mishnah, Kelev Shinatal. The Mishnah taught if a dog uh, takes a uh, piece of bread or cake or something that, uh, that was uh, baked on some coals, and what happens is, a, a, and, and then took it, and uh, a coal adhered to the piece of bread and went and uh, got stuck to it, and uh, then the dog went over to eat this uh, this cake or this loaf or whatever it happens to eat, uh, and the, and the, the 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 coal comes along and it causes the the stack of of grain uh, to catch on fire uh, then what happens is the owner of the dog has to pay the full cost of the damages uh, for the, uh, the the cake that it took, uh, this bread that it took, and you have to pay half uh, the cost of the damages for the grain. So now, Itmar, we say about that, Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Mishum Chitzav. All right, so now we have a fundamental machloket between Rabbi Yochanan and Rosh Lakish. Rabbi Yochanan says uh, the, your liability for, for damage caused by fire is essentially uh, because of your arrows. Okay, and that's it. In other words, um, damage caused by a fire in a place uh, other than than it was lit, uh, it means like an arrow, arrow shot uh, from a, a far distance away. Uh, essentially, as we're going to see, uh, that means it is your force uh, that is uh, causing uh, this. Uh, however, Reish Lakish, Reish Lakish says no. Eishu Mishum Mamono. No, he says it's uh, something under your control. The same way you've got a liability to control your animal, uh, so too you have a liability to control your uh, responsibility. Sorry, not a liability. You've got a responsibility to control your ox, uh, for example, from doing damage. So too you've got a responsibility uh, to control your fire. Okay, and that's uh, and that's it. So so therefore. Um, that is what uh, you know. That, that that's that's what we say. Uh, even though you didn't directly uh, cause the damage, then according to uh, Rabbi Yochanan, uh, the fact is that uh, it's as if you've shot an arrow, uh, and it's and therefore it is yours, uh, your responsi- your responsibility, uh, your, it's your force uh, to do it. As if you uh, shot an uh, um, uh, thing and. and um, and uh, what happens is, is that even though the winds get involved and, and Rabbeinu Peretz, uh, Tosfot Rabbeinu Peretz comes along and says, listen, uh, we does Dafka talk about fire as opposed to, to all the other uh, things. And fires, unlike other uh, things of damage, the fire spreads from one place to another uh, with the help of the wind. Uh, so therefore, uh, it, we can compare it to an arrow because uh, an arrow causes this uh, uh, damage uh, from a distance, but it was really all caused uh, to the... Um, uh, the force of the uh, of of uh, of the person. So an interesting question. Mukha Yosef uh, just asks about this. He says, if that is the situation, uh, if fire is like an arrow. I, it's your force the whole time. He says, uh, what about uh, the issue is? You know, how could you light a woman light candles before Shabbat? Uh, because the candle burns on Shabbat. We say, if that is the force of the actual person, uh, it's as if the person themselves uh, lit a fire the whole time on Shabbat, which you're not allowed to do it. Uh, so there are a number of answers uh, given uh, to that one answer, not given actually by the Namuka Yosef, is that uh, uh, what happens is that arrows, uh, I mean, you can't compare damages uh, to the laws of Shabbat, that, that's that. Uh, the Namuka Yosef himself, though, uh, says is that um, the force of the fire is like the force of an arrow, uh, but once it's been released, uh, it's got all the force necessary to, to cause the damage. 
Okay, and that's it. So, uh, and and, uh, and that is and that is that similar to what we had when you throw something off a roof, it's already considered uh, broken. So, so too, even with regard to Shabbat, uh, lighting candles is finished at the moment uh, that that uh, you do it. You're not adding any more power to it uh, throughout Shabbat. So that's how the Nimukha Yosef answers up. Uh, that question, one of the most famous Numuke Yosefs uh, that you actually get, um, uh, that, that's the most well-known Numuke Yosef. All right, so that is the Machloket. Uh, Lakish, my time, What is the reason that Reish Lakish didn't state his opinion in the opinion uh, like Rabbi Yochanan? Amalach, what would he say? Chitzav, Mikoko, Kazli. He says, no, uh, fire is not comparable to an arrow because an arrow uh, goes along and gets shot uh, as a result of the person's direct force. Uh, but yeah, Vahai, Lo, Mikoko, Kazil. When it comes to fire, it doesn't come from your direct force. There has to be something else, as we mentioned, for example, like wind uh, to go and spread it. So it's not your direct force, it's uh, with the help of a third force. Uh, Rabbi Yochanan, so now we ask on the reverse, Rabbi Yochanan, why doesn't Rabbi Yochanan uh, say uh, he says uh, he says when it comes to, it's not like your property, uh, because property uh, is tangible, fire is intangible it's a flame, but just, uh, it's there for one second and, it, and, and then it just moves along but then it just re- gets recreated again so it's not there uh, the whole time as opposed to an ox uh, which is uh, 100% there uh, the whole time all right and um, and that's that okay uh, so you know um, uh, that, that is uh, that, that's that all right so and uh, just uh, uh, the, yeah okay so let's move on to none uh, let's let's have a look. Let's go back to our Mishnah. Hakelev Shnatal Harara, etc. Now we le- we learn to our Mishnah. A dog that takes this uh, this cookie, this cake uh, that was directly on the coals and went to the stack of grain to eat it and burns the coals, etc. And the Gemara says, Bishlam and Mikum If you say that uh, it makes sense to say your Aish, your the fire uh, that you cause is because of your arrows, i.e., uh, like your direct force, Chitav. Uh, the kelefu, uh, then you can say this is uh, the, the arrows of the dog uh, and therefore you have to pay half the cost of damage caused by the dog's fire and that's um, in other words it's uh, this is something uh, that has come out from the dog it's one thing if you're you know um uh, you, your dog has to uh, go along and pay full damages um, because it's like your your arrows. Uh, your arrows uh, causes something, but then uh, then what happens in this situation? It's like a, uh, the force of the dog that went to put the the the, uh, the coal on this the stack of grain, and therefore you'd have to pay half damages, uh, as in uh, Tsurot, the case of pebbles. However. Um, uh, but what happens if you say uh, the fire is actually uh, your property, it's like your property damaging uh, but the, the fire is not the property of the owner of the dog uh, it's right, you know, and that's it, the property of the owner of the, of the, of the cake that's, that's where you got the, um, the fire from so why is the owner of the dog liable in that situation? It's not his. It's not his property. Uh, therefore, Amalach Reish Lakish, uh, Reish Lakish would have said back to you, Hachamaskin, and what are we talking about there? Uh, so basically, the dog takes the, the coal and didn't put the coal on the stack, but rather 
through it on the stack and therefore it, uh, it is causing uh, damage by itself but also in an abnormal way. Uh, and therefore um, the, the cake for the cake that the dog ate, the owner has to pay, the owner of the dog has to pay the full cost of, uh, of the damage because the dog stole it and, uh, and ate it up. So he has to pay full cost uh, for that, that's uh, uh, eating. Uh, the category of shame in uh, in someone else's property, etc. And uh, for that specific spot on the uh, the, the grain that was uh, burnt up by throwing the coal there, you have to pay uh, the the amount of uh, damage. Uh, half damage uh, is similar to Tzorot in that situation. Uh, you have to pay uh, half damages uh, for that part that it landed. However, on the whole Gadish, uh, on the whole um, uh, uh, grain stack, uh, you are exempt uh, from that because that's uh, you know your property. And it's in this case, it's not your property. Uh, the property of the dog has got nothing to do uh, with the person, uh, the property of the fire. So therefore, we're talking, looking from the perspective of the dog that causes damage. Uh, that was Rash Lakish's view. Rabbi Yochanan, uh, what would Rabbi Yochanan say? He'd explain it in a, in a more straightforward way. Uh, it says, the uh, Ancha. Uh, really what he says is the dog put the, the cake or the coal directly on the stack of grain to come along and eat the cake uh, so he says on for the uh, the cake this, this cookie that the dog ate this piece of bread uh, this bread that was baking uh, and the place that uh, the coal was on uh, you have to pay full damages uh, and uh, for the rest of the stack of grain you have to pay for half the cost of damage because that uh, Rabbi Yochanan's view is that uh, uh, it's like arrows uh, shot uh, by your force and therefore uh, the rest of the stack of grain that burned up uh, was the dog's indirect action the same as chorot, uh same as pebbles uh, that shot out and therefore uh, it is um, uh, you'd, you'd be liable for that half damage. All right, so now, Tashma, uh, let's, let's try and bring proofs. Uh, who's right? Rosh Lakish, Rabbi Yochanan. Uh, it says we bring a proof from a Mishnah, Mishnah on Daf uh, 62, Samach Bet. Gamal Tun, Pishtan, Vavar, Brishutaravim, Nikzah, Pishtanor, Latoch, Hachanut, Vedeko, Naro, Shalchen, Vani, Vehidleketabira. Uh, so what happens is a uh, camel's walking along with a whole lot of flax upon it and it's in the public domain uh, and the flax on its back is, is sticking out on the side so there's oh, the owners put a lot of uh, flax on it and the flax sticks out into the store uh, and the flax uh, caught fire because there was a lamp in the store uh, belonging to the storekeeper and uh, then uh, the camel goes along uh, and uh, burns up a nearby mansion the bira uh, is a is a big house uh, nearby uh, Baal Hagamal Chayv. In that situation, the owner of the camel is liable. Heniach Chinvani Neir What happens instead of the, the the big load going inside the shop uh, and uh, getting burnt from a candle that's there, uh, which is obviously not the owner's of the candle's problem. It's the owner of the of the flax's problem because it's stuck all the way in there. Um, then that's then that's why it's liable. However, in the situation. Where the storekeeper put his light outside, Kenvani Nairobichutz, Kenvani Chayev. Then the the storekeeper is liable in that instance uh, because he's caused the fire in this situation. Uh, the camel was just minding its own business, but uh, the the fire was in the way. Uh, the the 
um, and, and and therefore the, and then afterwards the building uh, burns down as well. Rabbi Yochanan and he says Kenvani Chayev, so the Kenvani, so the the storekeeper is liable. Uh, he shouldn't have had a candle out out there, and now it's caused this flax uh, to burn. But it's his responsibility to not have brought the fire there uh, and supervised. All right, uh, Rabbi Yochanan uh, says, however, he qualifies as Omer Benachanukapatu. If it's a Hanukkah candle, the the storekeeper is exempt in that situation. The whole mitzvah is to light a Hanukkah candle uh, outside. Uh, really, we just uh, bring it inside. These days, we bring it inside because we uh, supposedly uh, scared of the non-Jews what they're going to say, uh, etc. So therefore, we bring ours inside. But uh, really, you should be lighting it outside. Um, um, Alright, uh, we carry on trying again. You can understand according to the fire is like your arrows. Okay, uh, therefore, uh, the fire in the shop is similar to the arrows of the camel. Okay, and that's it. That's why the owner is liable. But what about if it's your property? Uh, then um, uh, it says, uh, Hi. Aish, love, mamona, debal, gamalhu. So the, the fire is not, uh, you know, the owner of the camels. The, the, the storekeeper's got the fire, and then the owner of the camel, yeah, it walk, walks it through. There wasn't any fire on it before. That's the, the gamal, uh, the camel comes along and, uh, and, 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 and causes the issue. And the Gemara, Amalach, Reish Lakish, Reish Lakish answers as Hacha, um, uh, you know, Hacha, but my skin, what are we talking about here? Uh, we're talking here uh, about the cannibal moving all around uh, the building and uh, the flex all around and then the whole building uh, goes up in flames. So the fire does not go out, you know, um, need to spread because the camel is the one that actually uh, does the spread in each of these places and therefore it's like a dog uh, moving the coal around uh, from one place to another. Morris says, Yihachi, if that is the situation, I'm a safer. What about the last part of the Mishnah? Uh, and now we do have the reverse. Here we have the, the case of the storekeeper putting his lamp outside. And it says, In that situation, uh, the storekeeper is liable. Uh, but uh, if the, uh, the camel goes along and uh, you know, rubs itself against the whole building uh, piece by piece, why is the uh, owner of the, uh, the shop uh, liable? Surely it's the owner of the camel. Uh, it says, uh, No, it's really, uh, there was a, a lot of uh, flax on the camel and it just stood still in, in one place and it didn't uh, actually uh, move around and it's, uh, it's, you know, there's a lot of load on its back. Once it catches fire, uh, the whole building goes up in flames at the same time. Amda, uh, uh, what happens if the animal stands in one place but didn't, um, you know, uh, move even though uh, the, the flax had caught fire, it kind of stood stationary. Uh, surely it should be that the storekeeper is exempt uh, and the owner of the camel uh, should be liable because uh, you know he should have pulled it away yeah he should have pulled the camel away the minute he saw this stuff happen he said the camel should have been pulled away what are we talking about here why couldn't he pull him away so what happens is the animal is uh, relieving itself uh, over there uh, and there once it's doing uh, once it's doing so it doesn't realize that it's setting the building on fire but the animal's not going to move 
uh, once it's relieving itself, it's not going to be pulled away. It's going to get very upset if you try to uh, move it. And therefore, in that situation, in the first case, uh, the owner of the camel is liable. It says the law, right? You shouldn't have overloaded the camel uh, with that flax uh, so that it stretched out so far uh, that it could catch fire and uh, burn the store down. But in the second case, uh, the storekeeper is liable. But uh, when, this, when you leave your a candle outside that's not something normal uh, unless it's a Hanukkah candle uh, but yeah you know as we as we as the Mishnah had quoted unless it's a Hanukkah candle or uh, Rav Huna Bamanoach sorry that wasn't Rav Huna Bamanoach anyway so so that that was that okay so now Tashma Ahmad Lekhetagadish now we come along we quote another uh, Mishnah, as a Mishnah on 61 this time. Hamadlik uh, Gadish. What happens if someone lights up uh, a stack of grain, burns a stack of grain, and it says, Vaya Gadi Kaput, Lo Evet Samuklo. So, what happens if there's a goat that's tied up next to it, uh, and uh, an Evet uh, that was nearby, a slave that was nearby, Venestrafimo, uh, and they, they unfortunately uh, tragically get burnt up. Uh, with with uh, the stack that also goes up hive uh, if it, you know hive uh, then the owner uh, is liable for for such a behavior and uh, and uh, it says you have to pay uh, the stack as well as the goats uh, but doesn't have to pay uh, for the slave because the slave should have run away when it's when it, when a person sees fire you should have realized that it was dangerous and run away so it's not liable uh, for the slave however Evid uh, kaput. So what happens, uh, uh, you know, in this situation, uh, if the evid is tied up, gudi samach law patur. But if the slave was tied up uh, to the stack and he could not uh, move, uh, and there was a goat nearby, and uh, the slave obviously dies because he can't run away, uh, and the goat uh, gets burnt up as well, uh, what do you do? The one that lit the fire initially is completely exempt. Patur. Uh, from damage, uh, monetary damage, because he's got the larger liability of the death penalty hanging over him. He's, he's liable for that, so that's what's known uh, in a situation of Kamle Midurabimine. He's murdered someone, and therefore he's exempt from monetary uh, payment for that. Uh, we saw this Kamle Midurabimine, uh, we saw it uh, all the way back. Uh, in um, uh, in Kutubot, uh, as far as I remember, the beginning part of Kutubot, uh, we had Kamle Midarabi Mine. All right, so now, Bishlam and Amandama. So now we just come along and we just uh, look at that Mishnah in terms of our disputes over here. Uh, we can understand according to the one that says damage by your fire is essentially uh, due to your uh, arrows, i.e. It's, it's like essentially your force. And uh, That is the, the reason that you're exempt uh, because... Um, uh, you are, you know, it's like uh, your arrows, it's your force uh, that caused it, and that's why, come lay me derabimine, that's why, it's your force that, that caused it, uh, and therefore you are uh, liable, um, you'd be liable to the death penalty, and therefore exempt from monetary penalty, it's like your force uh, that kills a person uh, over here. All right, so now, Ella, Laman, Dama, Isho, Mishum, Mamono, what happens if the, the, the opinion, Rabbi Reish Lakish, that says it's like your money, i.e. It's, it's something that you've uh, damaged through it's like uh, something that you own 
<coughs> that uh, is, is causing you damage, like an ox, am I a why are you exempt uh, in, in this situation? Because, for example, think about the following, ilu katalt torei avde. So what happens if it's like an ox? If you say uh, the fire is like your property, uh, that's the same then as if fire uh, would go along and destroy your... I mean, an ox uh, would, would, would go and be killed uh, by... Uh, an ox would go and kill an evet. All right? Uh, is that so? Hachinami delor machayev. Is it really so that um, uh, it would be li- wouldn't be liable to pay for damages? Yes, you would. Uh, the ox is your property and goes and kills someone. Uh, you do have to pay damages. Uh, so that, you know, how can you reconcile that with, uh, you know, with, with what we are saying? Um, you know, that's it. So it's, it's, if you say, oh, it's you off the hook uh, if it's your property that does it as opposed to your uh, actual force itself. We see that doesn't work in the case of the ox. So the Gemara, Rabbi Shimon, Rashi, 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 basically he lit actual the slave on fire himself and that's it so you know that, that, that's definitely considered your force uh, in this situation uh, that's it and therefore you'd be liable for the death penalty uh, and therefore you get the greater punishment so you don't have to come along and pay for the damage in that situation because you are liable to the death penalty Yaki, if that's if that's the case you lit this, the slave on fire uh, yourself well, then that's obviously your your force uh, that causes that and that, that's obvious what what's it coming along to teach us what novel uh, things are coming along to teach us obviously that's murder no really what you're talking about is where the goat belongs to to one person and the slave belongs to someone else in that case you might have thought uh, the payment are due to different people um, uh, it's due to someone else rather than owner of the, of the slave that was murdered, you'd have to pay the owner of the goats, uh, even though you'd have the death penalty uh, for the slave. Uh, therefore, it comes along and teaches that, that even though because you've just done one act, uh, that one act can be used in even uh, paying for the goats. Uh, you wouldn't have to pay because you're paying um, you're paying for, let's say, killing uh, person X and uh, the goat, even though the goat belongs to Y, uh, person X is, is dead, and therefore that exempts you from any monetary payment, even though it's not X's uh, ox. I mean, goat, uh, in that situation. Okay, so the Gemara says, Tashma, all right, that, that, that could be an answer, but we give another one. Uh, we try uh, give another one uh, as well. And uh, it says, Well, actually, that just answers uh, the question. So, therefore, we try yet again. Uh, if someone uh, sends a fire, I gives uh, this coal uh, to a, uh, people that are not of uh, defined as mentally competent, uh, whether that is a deaf mute, a person uh, that is um, uh, not of sound mind, or a or a minor, uh, you are exempt uh, from damage uh, according to human laws. We can't come along and tell you you can't do it. Patu adam So from Hashem's perspective, you've done a, a lot. You know the, the the fact that you did such a thing. katan are not mentally competent. So how can you uh, entrust something dangerous to them? And therefore Hashem is going to hold you responsible but uh, on an earthly court we can't say that you are responsible uh, you bear ultimate responsibility for that so according to the one that says your liability is like the your arrows in other words it's your force uh, in that situation 
uh, that's why you it's the the, the uh, deaf mute uh, that goes along and sets something on fire so that's not your errors it's his errors but if you say it's as a result uh, your fire is as a result of the money uh, if you gave your ox over to this uh, deaf mute uh, person not of sound mind or minor uh, surely you'd be liable uh, and we'd had this we had this before and saying that you would uh, be liable in this situation we had that deck on duff yud uh, there is a mission in a brighter that says you would be liable the continues uh, you know uh, the name of Kiskia. it says Lord Shanu Ella uh, so that uh, as we had it back on Duff uh, 10 uh, where he gave him a coal and then the, that person went along and added uh, to it uh, and literally gave him he fanned it into a flame and then it caused damage of all uh, if it only um, you gave him a proper fire uh, uh, then you are definitely uh, liable in that situation. My time, Barry has It's quite clear uh, that that's a dangerous thing to do. So you go along. You can't give uh, something that's explicitly dangerous uh, or actively dangerous uh, to someone. Uh, that is not of sound mind. So therefore, if you did it, it, it bounces back upon you. However, you are Yochanan Amar. What about the fact that uh, you know this is like your arrows? I feel you shall have it. He says, no. Listen, in this situation, even if you gave him a flame, uh, he says, Pato, you are exempt in that situation, and it's different. Kasava Tavata Dekarish Ka Garim Lo Mecharish Ad Masarle uh okay so basically he says uh basically if it's, it's the person that's holding uh, the flame that that's who bears ultimate responsibility even though he's not mentally competent he still bears responsibility for that and it's not the same case arrow shot because you you uh, the person that's shooting the arrows is of sound mind from the beginning uh, to the end and and that's it so um until he, uh, you know, gives this guy uh, this deaf mute, chopped wood, uh, um, uh, small little chips for, for uh, to 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 light things up as well as a flame. Okay, and then then it's quite clear what he's going to do with it, as if he started uh, the fire himself. All right, so um, um, all right, so now let, let's maybe let you carry on uh, a little bit. Amarava kra manitin masale Rabbi Yochanan. So now a verse as well as a brighter uh, support Rabbi Yochanan. Uh, it says kra. Uh, what's the verse? Kra adjective kiem saish. It says if fire breaks out, and then it says tete me asmotavi shalach mavir etabira. So even though. Um, it says you should pay. It says from there, it, it's fire. It's like as if you actually uh, did it yourself, uh, and therefore you shall aim. Really, what you're saying is uh, the one who lit the fire should pay. It means it's like his arrows because it was lit by a person first. So therefore, damage caused by a fire, uh, according to this, is due to your arrows. 
Okay, um, and that's why you, you are doing it. So, so therefore, Madnitin, uh, and, and also we learned in the Brata, the Tanya, Patzach HaKatuv, Benizkei Mamon, Vesayim Benizkei Gufo, Numarcha Isho Mishum Chitzav. According to this, it says, uh, it starts off uh, with uh, damage related to your Mamon, related to your possessions, and then finishes off uh, with damage uh, related to your body. Okay, and it uh, means that... Um, your liability uh, to do this is actually uh, like your arrows as well. All right, uh, we have got to the top of the duff, so we will actually uh, leave it there for the day. It's a little bit mitsugia, but uh, we'll carry on uh, with this uh, and for tomorrow's duff. Everyone should have a great day.